Recorded live on DementiaRadio.org, it's the Funny Music Podcast. Brought to you by TheFunk.com, where you can download new free comedy songs twice a week. Now, here's your hosts, Devo Spice and the great Luke Ski. Hey, Devo Spice. Hey, Luke Ski. Hey, uh, we got Dead by 28 in the house. Hey, Devo, hey, Luke Ski. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming. This is we we planned this. Six hundred and sixty-six episodes. Yes, we planned. Yes. You guys planned this well in advance. You're like, hey, I want to release a song so that I'm on episode six hundred and sixty-six. So here you are. Welcome to episode six hundred and sixty-six of the Funny Music Podcast for Thursday, March twenty-third, twenty twenty-three. The title of this week's episode is, of course, as we established last week, the episode of the Beast. And your job Hail is to Satan. work that into <laughs> our, work that into our conversation somehow. We will have a pre-recorded interview with uh, Jace McLean coming up later in the show for his song. And I never did hear back from Steve Goody, so I wasn't able to schedule anything. And he's not Ooh. here, so we'll just it's talk right. about him behind his back. It's fine. It's fine. So um, let's do this. Let's get caught up with what Devo and Luke have been up to since last week. Or else, Devo, if Luke failed and didn't show up. Hey, what? Oh, he's right. So, Luke, what you been up to? Well, given what's been going on, I think you should go first. Because... (laughs) There, yeah, there are things that need explaining, possibly. <laughs> so I've had a week. It started on Friday when I had to prep for my colonoscopy that I had. Wee! So, and the funny thing about this is the bowel prep they gave me is actually a product that the company I work for handles the advertising for, like, the web stuff. I programmed the website for this bowel prep. <laughs> Um, and actually, the uh, our my team recently updated it. Uh, I w- I was only peripherally involved as you know managerial type duties, supervision type stuff. But um, we just like went live with a new update like last week, and now there's like some post launch bugs we're get- we're working on now. And so like I've had this website in my head for like you know weeks now day in and day out and now i'm staring at the product going i actually have to drink this shit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it wasn't pleasant no it wasn't it the uh the colonoscopy itself was fine everything's good i don't have to go back for 10 years thank god and in a related note uh if anyone wants pictures of the inside of my asshole i now have some so <laughs> Album cover. Yep. Don't you yeah. got a new album coming out? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Talking out my ass. Yeah, I just the picture. Yeah. <laughs> Superimpose your mouth on there. You're golden. Yeah. Okay. So th- it'd be great for like the on CD art, so that you know <laughs> the hole is like right in the right middle. in the middle of the hole. Yeah. <laughs> so then. I get an email from our media host because the FUMP has two hosts. We have the, the most of the website website and the database are handled on one host. And then all the MP3s are handled by another host because the, the web host only gives you so much space. And then for the media stuff, we got one of these unlimited plans. Um, and I asked them when we set up the site 
five years ago, I guess, uh, when we moved to this particular host, I'm like, is what I'm doing okay? I'm like, we're just going to be parking the MP3s here and we're hosting the website on another site. It is a live site. It's not like we're, you know, you know, like seeding BitTorrent with these files or anything. This is a legitimate business. And they said, oh, yeah, 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 no problem, no problem, no problem. And, you know, of course, it was an unlimited hosting. And sometime over the weekend, I guess, when whenever the most recent song went up, we broke the 100 gigabyte, more, you know, mark on their server. And that set off a little red flag in their system. And we got an email that we were... um violating their terms of service by parking all these mp3s here and we weren't allowed to do that and i was like what are you talking about we talked about this you said it was fine um and so i replied to the email that they sent me so and and i told them that and i'm like and and then you know they were threatening to suspend the account and shut everything down you know and they said uh, you know my account was going to be deleted in seven days and i'm like Look, I, I will move to another host if you want me to, but I'm going to need more than seven days to get it set up because 100 gigs is a lot to upload and it takes time. So I replied to them very politely, and the next day I get another email from them. Due to your lack of response, your site, your account has been suspended. And I went, what, what lack of response? I responded to the email you sent me. What else did you want? And sure enough, at that point... All of the streaming and downloads on on the Fump were broken, and I couldn't even log into the FTP site anymore. Um, so then I went to the website and looked at the ticket that they opened for me, and noticed that the, my email reply wasn't part of the ticket. Every other ticketing system I've ever used, if you reply to the email, it goes, it attaches itself to the ticket. Um, so I don't know what podunk email, you know, ticketing system they're using, but they never got my email. So I responded to the ticket and I said, hey, I responded to your email yesterday. Here's what I said. Here's what's going on. And they said, yeah, you can't do that. You know, you're going to have to fix this. And I'm like, uh, OK, so what they recommended was upgrading to a VPS, a virtual private server, which is another service they offer, which is actually the same service we have on our other host for the main website and stuff. It, it's much more faster, much more RAM, stuff like that. But it's not geared towards just hosting MP3s. It's geared towards actual website work. So, and they were having a sale, 50% off for the first month. And I was like, fine, just do it. Because I'm thinking at this point, this is the path of least resistance towards getting the site working again so i was like let's just get the site working and i'll deal with anything else later so the i paid for the upgrade and then they screwed up the configuration when they set it up and it still didn't work and then i i, I got on a support chat with them and they're like oh yeah we had this configuration file wrong we'll fix it and then they fixed it and now the site is back up and working again thank god so now, my plan is to actually move all these media files to another host because once the 50% off sale is done, we're going to be get, being charged like, I think it's $116 a month, which is up from $8 a month from what we were paying before. So this is like, what's that, a 6x increase, 600% increase? And I'm like, 
no, I'm not paying that. This is stupid. So um, DreamHost, who we use for the main uh, fun hosting stuff, actually has a media hosting plan. Um, it's, I, I guess it's unlimited hosting, but they charge you by the gigabyte. So, and a hundred gigabytes of storage is two dollars and fifty cents a month. And I'm like, yep, that's good. That's 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 within our budget. Let's do that. They also charge you for bandwidth, so it's going to cost us more than that. But still, it should be a long time before we come anywhere near a hundred and sixteen dollars a month uh, at, with this DreamHost account. So. I'm going to be migrating all the files behind the scenes. It shouldn't affect anything as far as the functionality of the website. I'm just going to, you know, move all the files to DreamHost. And then once everything is set up on working on DreamHost, I will then do the DNS change. And FumpMedia.com will now point from our current host to the new host. And it should be seamless to the to the users. Um, so, yeah, I've had a week. It's been <laughs> It's been fun. <laughs> oh my god um in happier news uh last night my son was inducted into the national french honor society as well uh, he was inducted into the regular national honor society a month or two ago last night he's like oh yeah we have this induction ceremony tonight and we're like what induction ceremony what the hell are you talking about yeah national french honor society and i'm like you speak french what <laughs> so we dad we right exactly <laughs> <laughs> so that was my week how was your week luke well um so um my week also involved a colonoscopy in some way um <laughs> so i have had one scheduled uh to happen uh, tomorrow for the past, I think at least couple of months. And, um, you know, I, I had the prescription thing to get all the, the prep stuff. And, um, you know, I have been, you know, uh, you know, uh, I asked for days off work, you know, so that I had, you know, uh, you know, the day before all clear and, you know, just et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then, um, a week or two ago, uh, a friend of ours of, uh, from the, you know, Disney fan podcasting circles uh, named Chandler has a podcast uh, called uh, Podcast Without Cool Acronym, which is uh, <laughs> uh, uh, basically mainly about uh, Disney television animation and all of the shows that they've been making. Um, and uh, I've been on the show before um, uh, for, for other things, and uh, he is going to be doing an episode uh, about season one of The Ghost and Molly McGee, which is a show that I absolutely love and absolutely would love to work on. Um, and uh, his, his guests are going to be the two co-creators of the show. So he asked me if I would like to be on, and I was like, yes, absolutely, I would love to be on the show um, so that I could, you know, virtually, you know, meet the two co-creators and, you know, Hopefully, uh, maybe I'd make an impression on these guys. So if the show is continuing into more seasons, you know, perhaps uh, that would be a good way for me to be like, hey, I'm a storyboard artist. You know, please hire me to be on your amazing, hilarious show featuring Dana Snyder as a wacky ghost. You That'd know? be awesome. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah. So it uh, turns out that they were going to have uh, the, the, the scheduled date for that podcast was uh, tomorrow at 3.30. And my colonoscopy was tomorrow at like you know 10 in the morning and there was no like real guarantee that i would either be 
done with it by then and back at my apartment. And also that I would be, you know, far enough past, you know, the anesthesia and stuff that I'd be like with it enough to actually be on the <laughs> podcast. And, you know, the, and of course, there's the other problem of when you do this, uh, at least at the place I'm going to, they said you have to have somebody drop you off and somebody else pick you up to take you home. You can't yeah, drive same yourself for me. there and, yeah. and you can't like even take like an Uber or a Lyft home. It has to be another person checking you in and checking you out. So I had to try to figure out, well, who in my life is available and uh, I had, you know, had set up, uh, you know, after reaching out to some friends like Tony Goldmark said he would have been available to do it. So um, still trying to, you know, I was still trying to make sure all of that was set and things were like finally near, you know, I was even trying to see if I could like get the colonoscopy scheduled for like slightly earlier in the day so that I could like do that and, and hopefully still be okay for the podcast. And then I was talking to Tony and he's like, you know, given what a potential opportunity this is for you to meet these guys and, you know, make an impression on them. Is there any way you can like reschedule the colonoscopy <laughs> so that, you know, you can make sure you're totally there and with it for this thing? Cause it's like, you know, potentially important to your career that this happens for you. And after he said that to me, I'm like, man, he's right. I, I really, it's like, I don't, I don't want to make it seem like, you know, like, Oh, I'm afraid of getting it done. It's like, no, I'm not afraid of getting it done. It's like, I'm afraid of missing this opportunity. So <laughs> yeah, he's right. That, so like, that's what? absolutely right. Yeah, so I'm like, so I, I I called the the, you know, the doctor's office that set it up, and we were able to reschedule it, so it'll be happening, uh, uh Friday, April twenty first, I think is is what I we set it up for. So, so it's like, okay, fine, it's only you know a few more weeks down the road, it'll still get taken care of, you know, whatever. So you know, so I ended up, you know, it's like now I have, you know, I had today and tomorrow off for, so I'm all ready and but I could be in this podcast, yay. And then, uh, like, you know, like a few hours after, or no, the day after I made a, uh, that change, uh, I heard from Chandler saying, oh, the guys can't make it that day. We have to reschedule it for Monday. Oh, really? God hates comedy <laughs> musicians. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, basically, so... So so I don't know the exact time yet, but I happen to also have this Monday off. So it's like, hopefully on Monday, that podcast is happening and I'll be on it. And that's great. But it's like, I spent, I went through all of this rigmarole just to end up being like, now I have this Thursday and Friday off and nothing going on except for this podcast. So Let's party. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So whatever. Um so yeah, that was you know my biggest thing of the week, other than uh, me working my stupid day job, and also uh, finally getting around to answering the question. You know, now that MarsCon is over, now what do I do? <laughs> Which basically is you know taking a look at all of the things that I, you know, have been you know I had been putting off or ignoring or just being like, oh, I can take care of that after MarsCon. Like, well, now it's after MarsCon. Here's a big you know pile of post-it notes of all these things that I have, you know, stuck to my window over there trying to organize what I'm, what I should be working on next and what's the most important and blah, blah, blah. So I finally got to the point where I got all of that organized and I got a handful of the quick, easy things done. And then I asked Kyle and Lindsay to come over yesterday and just, just so I had somebody to talk to and somebody with a little more wisdom of the animation industry, like, okay, what things should I focus on making the next priority to, you know, stay on my path of, you know, 
trying to find a boarding job and also trying to find a better, you know, regular day job. Um, I'm also going to set up an appointment to go get my vehicle inspected for lift so that I have that as a fallback position if I ever end up, you know, in a situation where I can see that I'm not going to have enough money to cover the rent and bills that I'll have an option to be like, well, I guess I'll go out and lift drive for, you know, whatever number of hours until I can get caught up. Cause, um, um, just to give you an example, uh, of the kind of thing I've been, uh, you know, trying to make sure, just trying to, you know, make sure I'm being responsible with money and staying on top of things. Uh, there were a few things I bought, uh, out in Minneapolis, uh, you know, on Friday for MarsCon, just cause I always kind of run around and pick up things that I either, know I need or think I'm going to need. And then there were so three items from two different chain stores that I ended up not needing. Then I brought them back here with me. So uh, this week, I went to those two different chain stores and returned those items uh, so that I could get the money back into my bank account for those three items. And the total amount I got back for those re for that refund was um, uh, $9.18. So living large, man, living large. Yeah, that, that's that's how my life is going, you know, uh, you know, it's when they, you know, all those things about like, hey, where do you see yourself five years from now? Well, you know, five years ago, I thought I was going to like, you know, still have an animation career. And now I'm, you know, delivering weed and, you know, uh, getting refunds for less than a $10 bill to make sure that I'm being responsible with my money. So anyway, that's my hmm. life. <laughs> Never mean weed sounds kind of fun. <laughs> well, it's not like you get to, you know, sample the products while you're working or anything. Don't get high in your own supply. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, we have a question in the chat. Somebody wants to know what's in this chat. box behind me. The, the answer is nothing. It's an empty box. But you know what's <laughs> going in this box are Luke Ski's new CDs. This is the box I'm going to ship them to you in. I think they'll ah, all fit excellent. in here. So, <laughs> let's see what's in the box. <laughs> nothing. nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Stupid. <laughs> so the jewel cases finally arrived today. So I spent this Yay. afternoon stuffing CDs. They're not ready yet. They they're not. So I'm not going to be able to get them out tomorrow. They I will finish them up tomorrow night, and they will go out Saturday. So you'll have them early next week, I would imagine. Yeah, because yeah. I'll, you know, Father Beast is out there, and I think he might have ordered a CD. So I need to fulfill the order of the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. I'm giving it to you. Um, <laughs> Man. All right. So, Dead by Twenty Eight. What have you guys been up to? Lots of making music, and you know. <laughs> recording playing diablo 4 beta and watching the mandalorian yeah oh yeah i watched mandalorian i'm getting your names like oh, I on top of you Pretty so there we go okay <laughs> so um so you guys posted a song that you plan to post for weeks uh, give Months us. A... I think it was done right around the beginning of the year. Oh, okay. So, give us a quick intro <laughs> to the song. We'll give it a listen. It. Cool. What's the song about? What? Oh, Jesus! It's about fours. 
It's a song about whores. There you go. Here is She's a Horror by Dead by 28. I love your music. I really do. 
Thank you. Uh, that means a lot to me. It's kind of like Worm Quartet. You just you can't pigeonhole it into any one sound, but it yeah. just sounds so cool no matter what you do with yeah. it. I also really like Worm, worm, uh, worm Quartet. I'm sorry. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> with the words like, in the mouth. And uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, not good with the talking. <laughs> well, it's great to have you on an interview show. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. No, so yeah, so tell us about this song. What's the, like? Well, how did I, how did I come up with the song? Sure, start there. Well, I was you know watching a horror movie, and there was all right. A back up. Which one? Movie. Which one? Because I'm a horror fan. I, so. I don't remember exactly oh. which horror movie. It was like a you know your general horror movie, but there was a horror in the horror movie, and like I was just like you know there's a lot of horrors in horror movies. And, and you know, it may have been a Rob Zombie movie because mm-hmm. he makes a lot of horror movies with his horror wife. And <laughs> that got me thinking about how I never put yas or yows in my songs. And, like, I really like yas and yas, yeah, and yows. So I should make a Rob Zombie parody about horrors because he makes horror movies. Okay. Is this a direct parody of one of his songs? Or is no, it just supposed just to kind of sound like him? Style parody, okay. A parody yeah. of like music in general. Like, yeah. Okay. You know. Originally, it was going to be a swing song, but after he got this Rob Zombie idea, we just threw it all into a Dead by 28 style parody. I think that would work. Yeah, I think this subject matter works better as a, what, as a Rob Zombie song mm-hmm. rather than a swing song, but you never know. Could have gone either way. Since this is a six 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 episode, can I swing it around and like ask you sure. six questions? Sure. I got questions for you. So do you like Rob Zombie or White Zombie? Do you have a preference of Rob Zombie or White Zombie? I don't have a whole lot of experience with White Zombie or Rob Zombie. The only thing I know is like what I saw in passing on MTV when I was in high school. Um, and I think Beavis and Butthead mocked him once or twice on one of their videos. Uh, but I never really followed yeah. his music. I was never a big fan. I mean, it's not, not like I dislike him or anything. I just never never got into it. All right. Hey, I'm not judging you. I just It's just a question. No, that's fine. <laughs> I prefer White Zombie. I'm a White Zombie fan. I, Rob Zombie's fine, but I like White Zombie. I'm old school. Okay, <laughs> number two. Do you have a favorite song of Rob Zombie or White Zombie? I couldn't even name one. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Mine is really hard to say because it's from the Beavis and Butthead Do America. There's a part in that movie where they like trip on mushrooms in the desert. It's called yeah. It's called Rat Things, Suicide Tanks, and Cannibal Girls. That's my favorite. Okay. White Zombie. Okay, number three. Do you have a favorite Rob Zombie movie? Um, I really liked, uh, how was it? House of a Thousand Corpses? Was that it? Yeah. Um, and then, first horror movie. yeah, was the then one where the, the devil's rejects was the sequel to that one, right? Yes. Where it's like 70 style. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked, I really liked House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. Um, devil's rejects was good too. Was devil's rejects. Yeah. Devil's, devil's rejects was, was good too. Style. What'd you think of, uh, the Halloween yeah. movie he made? 
Yeah, that was my attitude my, too. I was like, like, nah. The original yeah. Halloween movie is like my favorite like horror movie of all time. So okay. it's hard to watch the Robs. Like I just, uh, I like the, the original. Like I haven't even seen like all the sequels. I really want to watch Season of the Witch though because it's the different one. I that's a good film. It it's like yeah. it stands on its own separately. It's a good movie. Yeah. Because apparently with the Halloween movies, the original idea was every Halloween they would release a new movie and they wouldn't be connected to each other. It would just yeah. be a horror movie for Halloween like called Halloween. Yeah, and then next year there'd be Halloween 2 and it would be different, except yeah. that that first one was such a huge success that they made a direct sequel yeah. to it. And then when Halloween 3 came out, everyone was like, what is this? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The original but, is like that's like a classic slasher. It's yeah, like just got everything. The season of the witch like, reminds you know, Friday me the of thirteenth. Um, the original movie was like a ripoff of Halloween. Yeah, yeah. But the um, yeah. the Friday the thirteenth. No, no, the season of the witch is very reminiscent of this Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode where people put on costumes and then become the costume, and it's you know all all hell breaks loose on Halloween night because weird things are happening. And like my favorite thing is Spike, one of the vampires, just walking down the middle of the street, taking in all the mayhem going, wow, this is neat. <laughs> I never watched the show. That's I was great. a big fan of the old movie with uh, Luke Perry. And oh, the show is so much better than that movie. I haven't been able to sit through that I movie. <laughs> I know, I know, but like... Paul okay, Rubin but we got off awesome tangent. I still have questions left. Question four. All right, go for it. Question number four: Count Chocula, Frankenberry, or Booberry? Count Chocula, absolutely. Um, now yes, here's me the too. Count Chocula. Here's the interesting thing about that: <laughs> is this past Halloween was the first time in my life I had had any of the monster cereals. Yeah. And, yeah. For, I was 49 years old. I just turned 50. So at age 49, I finally had some oh, monster cereals. And I I kind of figured that Count Chocula would be the only one that I liked because I don't like fruit-flavored cereal. So, yeah. I mean, Frankenberry was okay and Booberry was okay. I, I, I hate Fruit Loops. So I would like, I wouldn't, if it would taste it anything like that, I wouldn't like it at all. They were okay. I ate them. But Count Chocula was actually really good. I just, I love, I don't know classic okay number five favorite horror villain favorite horror villain or horror villain favorite horror yes. villain ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's tough um i want to say maybe bride of chucky <laughs> Bride of Chucky, Chucky or the Bride? The Bride. Well, you said favorite is, horror villain, so yeah, <laughs> I like her too. My favorite is in the Invisible Man. The the Invisible Man himself, or somebody the, in the Invisible Man in general. Oh, okay, like I really like the the original the Invisible Man from like you know the forties or yeah. whatever. Yeah, like that's a like a it's I, a good I movie. Yeah, he he like does the science thing and like on himself and then he goes crazy because he's invisible. Yeah. Did you see the like, recent you know, one that came out last year, the year before? Oh, I, 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 I heard about it. I know what, like, I know the plot of it. And like, I'm like, Oh, that sounds like awesome. 
I wish I didn't hear the plot of it so I could have just seen it and like enjoyed it. So I'm trying to like put it off long enough to where I forget like everything about it. It's really good. Yeah, I mean it's it's it sounds like sweet. It's a fantastic movie. I've always movie. been a fan of Invisible Man shit. Like if if Universal had done that good of a job with all the monster movies they were trying to do, then they might have actually been able to pull off this, you know, Universal expanded universe thing they were yeah, trying I know. to do. It, Instead, we got that Tom that Cruise like, uh, mummy film. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know. It makes me sad that just they messed it up. But anyways, the last question was number five, favorite horror villain. So last question, number six, favorite horror. Favorite horror. <laughs> favorite horror. Oh, God. I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. Um. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't even know. I don't know where to begin with that question. Who's yours? Who? What? Who's yours? You first. I. Uh, I'm the one asking <laughs> questions here. It's six, six, six. Dead by twenty-eight. Up in this. Answer the question. Oh, favorite horror. Favorite horror. Lukeski, you want to answer? That's, yeah, my, my my favorite horror is me. Um, <laughs> my favorite horror is Luke. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, one time when I was performing at uh, um, Archon in St. Louis, uh, we I was in a situation where uh, I was in this. I was performing on. I was doing a show. Things were going great, and the show came to what was supposed to be its end. But there was. Whatever was supposed to happen next in the room, I guess, you know, maybe got canceled or there was nothing else scheduled and the audience was having a good time and I was having a good time. And Sarah was my, my wife at the time, uh, who is an awesome person and is currently married to Ian, who is they're They're awesome. Uh, but Sarah was off like at the merch table, kind of by the door, you know, kind of handling stuff. And. Like it, the crowd seemed like they wanted just me to keep performing because there was nothing else going on. You know, I might as well keep doing a show. And, you know, I kind of realized, well, I mean, that's fun for me, but you know, Sarah's sitting over there. Maybe she doesn't feel like continuing to sit over there or whatever. Uh, so I just kind of, so I just said on the mic, like, Hey, I'm fine with keeping going here, but I just want to make sure, you know, Sarah's okay with it. You know, also over the mic, I'm like, you know, Sarah, I know I'm just up here being an attention whore, uh, but is it okay with you if if the show keeps going, or do you, or, or, you know, should I wrap things up? <laughs> like, what do you think? And she just yelled from the back, "I love you, whore!" <laughs> <laughs> and then the show kept going. So that kind of became a a line uh, that that you know Sarah would say to me once in a while, "I love you, whore." <laughs> <laughs> term of endearment yes as a term of, of endearment so my favorite thing my favorite to call out during our you know comedy concerts uh, worm quartet has a song called my wife which is about his wife and he was asking for requests one day and i shouted do my wife and he's like did you just say do my wife <laughs> <laughs> i'm into it so that's been kind of a recurring thing that i shout out at worm quartet shows now and then <laughs> I shout that out a lot. I just shout that out in general, usually. <laughs> but anyways, my favorite horror is 80s slasher, but I have a strong interest in the Hammer movies. Okay. That's my favorite horror. 
I was talking about genre, whore genre. Okay. I thought you wanted me to name a woman like a favorite whore. <laughs> like, I, that filthy mind. Not the going filthy there. mind thinks what it wants to think. Um, I, per, uh, for horror, um, or horror, as they did on that um, uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway sketch. That's our song. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm partial to monster movies myself. And they don't have to be giant like monsters. The, the old black and whiteies. Some of them, yeah. I like but I, I like um, movies like like Cloverfield and um, sci-fi fifties. Uh, the host. Uh, if you've ever seen that one, a Korean film, it's fantastic. Um, and, uh, the thing, things, you know, movies like that, oh, I yeah. enjoy. But I, I like all kinds. There's a. Go ahead, Luke. There's there's a, there's an anime show based on a manga uh, that is out on um I know it's on Hulu. Uh, I'm not sure if it's on other platforms. Uh, called Chainsaw Man, <laughs> and it is wild. <laughs> um, it's it, it it's basically like in this well in this like you know in, you know weird anime you know alternate reality thing you know where there's like you know humans and like these different weird kind of demons and this one like f- like 15 16 year old kid had like a little pet demon who looked like an adorable little kind of bean-shaped dog that had like a little kind of chainsaw blade for a nose and also like a uh like a handle in the thing's back and like uh you know it had like a pull thing so like you could kind of he could kind of wield the demon as a thing but then he and the little demon dog thing got like, you know, like they were involved with something and they both got like shot or hurt and they were both going to die. And then the demon basically crawled inside the guy and like kind of joined with him to help save his life. So now this guy, like he looks normal most of the time, but he has a thing hanging out of his chest where if he goes in it and like, <clears throat> he like pulls on it like a chainsaw thing, he like his head transforms into like basically a giant chainsaw with like a weird teethy mouth and then he has <laughs> chainsaw blades coming out of both of his arms and then you know he basically goes and fights other demons and he's just like freaking crazy and he ends up part of this like anti-demon you know uh you know a group working for the government and he has other demon friends there <laughs> you know and it's just it's such insanity and it's hilarious and it's like Full of beautifully drawn anime gore. So, <laughs> what you so, know? What I think it is. What the episode of the Beast? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. So, so, That's what so it sounded yeah. like to me. That sounds. That yeah. sounds wonderfully demented. Uh, <laughs> wonderfully demented. Yeah. Yeah. We lost the Twitch stream for a moment. I had to restart the uh, stream. Um, we're talking about my ISP and how much it sucks uh, and how my bandwidth keeps going down to zero. And so. What you going to do when the thump goes down? Yep. The thump goes yep. down. The thump goes down. <laughs> we can do that. I'm totally up for doing that if you want to do that. <laughs> It's like, hey, that's an idea. I have no interest in putting effort into things right now. Um, <laughs> um, when the thump goes oh, down, one. you better be ready. <laughs> when the thump goes down. 
Another horror uh, animated thing I could mention is the Mighty Mandatorts episode Little Sword of Horror that I storyboarded, <laughs> which is where Prohias finds a plant that uh, a, a magic sword that's basically a plant that's like a giant carnivorous, you know, Audrey Two looking thing, and it starts eating everything. <laughs> oh, so I remember that. Look, yes, that's a good one. Yeah, so you, so you can find that episode on uh, Amazon Video and then pay money to watch it because why would there be any other way to watch a shot? <laughs> Anyway, yeah, speaking of uh, animated horror, if you're into that type of thing, um, the Castlevania show on Netflix is really good. So I highly recommend that. I know we've talked about that in the past, but it's really good. First episode has a demon carrying the feet, a dead baby in his mouth. It just they zoom in <laughs> on it too. It's fantastic. And my bandwidth is down to zero again, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, Satan in the yeah, nobody bad. loves the comedy bandwidth. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yep, yep, yep. I may be looking for a new ISP, except I don't have any options. It's Monopoly. Menomina. Um. Yeah. Stream dropped again. All right. Is it? Is it back? All right. Uh, it's almost it's like this episode has a curse on it. Yeah, do you think? De yeah. Demonic curse. <laughs> Maybe it was a bad idea. We should just skip 666 and go on right to 667, the neighbor of the beast. <laughs> it was my plan all along. <laughs> yeah, there's um there's a, a band called Travis Shred and the good old homeboys who do country metal rap. And it's not like a combination of of that into one genre it's like the chorus of the song will be country the verse will be rap and then the bridge will be metal and it just jumps back and forth like that and one of their albums is called 667 the neighbor of the beast which i thought was always thought was brilliant <laughs> the neighbor <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i like that i love those guys i'm gonna kick out of that ah uh, so what else you guys been up to well, we've been, the big thing we've been doing is working with a new bass player uh, with the intention of returning to the stage sometime at the end of the year, oh, maybe cool. in the fall, and doing some shows again. Um, makes it a lot easier to try to do a show when he doesn't have to sing and play bass at the same time. So I like uh, doing that. we got this guy who's working with us, and uh, he's actually been recording some of the bass lines for our next new album. Uh, in addition to that, we recut a new version of our Nirvana cover of Negative Creep with the live version of the band as kind of a, a quick song we could throw together and release. So that'll probably be coming out in the near future. Uh, we want to do a full-length new album sometime in September or October, and then hopefully play All some shows to, to promote it. And uh, that's our main goal, but we also have a surprise that we want to release sometime in the next couple months that's just going to show up out of nowhere okay cool that sounds great uh what about drums do you have a drummer who's willing to play live actually we do our sessions drummer is the person who recruited the bass player and he had told us if we were interested in bringing him on as the bass player that he would be interested in doing shows so it kind of worked out very well nice and both of these two musicians have worked with our guitar player sissy in the past 
and have been in bands with him. So they're a very tight knit group and uh, he works very well with us and he's only been around for about a month, but we're excited about the, the new music and he's got a, a different style of bass playing. So it's, it's interesting to work somebody like that into the mix. He's got more of a primus bass feel. Oh, wow. So okay. We have more of a different style normally, but it still seems to work very well with uh, the new music that we're creating. So we're, we're doing a lot of music, probably got 15 or 20 songs in the works, and the best of that material will probably end up on a new album, and maybe we'll throw a single or something out there. But, uh, you know, we're going to really focus on that, and you might not see us on the fump for a little bit while we're, you know, focusing on the new album. But when we come back, we got some stuff specifically started to push for the, the fump when we come, when we're ready to. That would be really cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to I also have a collab in mind for the very end of the year. Wink, wink. Okay. <laughs> uh, sure, whatever. <laughs> you know me i'm easy i'm a whore i don't do anything uh, holiday themed oh holiday themed okay this i is told even you about it like a, at least quite a while ago sounds like we even got more material we're working on i always have tons of shit <laughs> nice other than that yeah we're <clears throat> locked down in the studio we're going to release she's a horror as uh you know on all the platforms and stuff on april 7th just so as a way to get it out there. Mm-hmm. I know it'll end up coming out on the Bad Pump compilation. We're renaming it Bad Friday. Badass <laughs> Friday, motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So do you guys have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, I don't know. We would like you to add, we would like to ask you all, everybody out there watching the show, if you know somebody who's a whore or who likes whores, make sure you tag this song and let them know by tagging the video for this song onto their Facebook or whatever social media. Help us spread the word. All right. Sounds good. I like Tila Tequila. All right. We're going to do some news. Are you guys sticking around? Are you taking off? We're staying. All right. with us. Big on news. Sounds good. All right, here's a promo. This is the Fump. Inclusion over isolation. ABC. It's all about democracy. ABC. Exposing the GOP. Yeah. See a couple of dogs with more love than they. The Funny Music Project at thefump.com. T H E F U M P.com. Oh, the big five oh. It hits you like a bomb. Your libido is waning and your memory is gone. You can well not say goodbye to get up and go. Howdy do. Welcome to the big five oh. Time for funny music news. Something, something, something. In the news, 
Mikey Mason has a new book coming out called Confessions of a Geek Bard. It is being released on June 1st through Falstaff Books. This is a collection of song lyrics and stories, personal stories, gaming stories, convention stories, and tales from the life of a traveling comedian. There is no pre-order for the regular edition at this time. However, you can pre-order the limited edition, which is a signed numbered hardcover edition with special cover art by Davey Bouchamps, and it comes with a CD featuring many of the song lyrics discussed in the book. You can pre-order the special edition now at MikeyMason.com, or it'll be available. It will be available in bookstores on June first. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe has gotten another nomination for Weird the Al Yankovic Story, this time the BAFTA TV Awards. Daniel has been nominated for Best Male Performance in a Comedy Program. So congratulations. It's amazing. You put out a good, funny movie, it gets awards. It's amazing, you know? (laughs) Who would have thought? I know. And this Sunday, if you're in the Chicago area, is Robbie Ellis's monthly show, The Sunday Fizz, this month featuring Gail Gallagher, Groovebox, Deanna Ortiz, and Mike Gospel. Go to RobbieEllis.net for more information. All right, Luke, you got anything else before tour dates? Yeah, um, just something I did this week as an experiment, because, um, I don't know, on one hand, it's like I, I really should... You know, <laughs> I should let it go, uh, so to speak, and just let things, you know, happen how they happen. But I don't know. There's a part of me that ha- that has trouble letting it go, um, like taking into account the fact that last year uh, on Dr. Domino's Funny 25 Countdown, uh, there was only one song on it that was from the uh, uh That was the song Brandon by Worm Quartet. And the reason... Woo-hoo. Uh, that's a that's, worthy song. Yeah. <laughs> so is, if there is one, yeah. So, um, basically I understand what you before mean. the, 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 before the, before the, the big change happened at Facebook and suddenly like a giant deluge of tens of thousands of people who, you know, weren't previously, you know, just kind of let into the Dr. Domeno Facebook group were let in. For, you know, from like, you know, 2007 until a handful of years ago, you know, uh, like, you know, the Fump was, you know, putting out at least two new songs a week and Dr. D would listen to them and he would often play one or both of them on his show. And they would and the fans who actually listen to the show every week would hear them and, you know, be like, oh, those songs are awesome. I'm going to request those songs. And then so, that you know, the, the top 10 would, you know invariably have a lot of tracks from the Fump on it. And at the end of the year, the Funny 25 Countdown was not just, you know, tracks from the Fump, but also the focus of it was tracks that actually came out within that calendar year. And, uh, you know, and then there would be like a handful of the standard classics would be in there, like, uh, oh, Pencil Neck Geek made number 24, you know, or whatever, (laughs) you know. But I really loved, like, that was from when I started listening to Dr. D back in the mid-90s. Like that was always the part that inter- that interested me the most is which songs at the end of the year and the funny twenty five actually came out that year. Like what were the top f- new funny songs of that year? And every year back then it would be like maybe seven of the songs were new to that year or whatever. And then yeah. during that whole you know you know the, that whole two thousand seven to you know uh, you know the, the end of the twenty tens, the majority of the f- funny twenty five countdown was either 
you know, it was it was basically Fump tracks and tracks that were new to that year, or maybe it were only one or two years old or something, you know. So then that big change happened at Facebook, and now there's this this deluge of tens of thousands of boomers who aren't listening Boom. to the show every week, but you know, love remembering all the old songs. And then anytime any rando person is like, "Does anybody remember?" You know, <laughs> you know, poisoning pigeons in the park, and then that would get like you know seven hundred likes. And then some new song by, you know, uh, Devo Spice would only get like 12 likes yeah. or something. I don't know. Uh, if, the travesty. Yeah. And yeah. so then, so basically ever since that happened, the the top 10 has, is now basically, you know, all tracks from the, you know, 20th anniversary CD collection. And if we're lucky, maybe one or two of them was an actually new song by, you know, somebody, anybody, uh, you know. So... That just has just kind of been bugging me the past few years that it, hey. it just seems like, you know, since about, I don't know, whenever it was, you know. It's a uh, shame there's not some yeah. kind of way for these people to watch the songs that they enjoyed yeah. from the past. Yeah. Without them having to be on a current show. Plus the, like plus the fact that it just kind of bothers me. like or Spotify. If anyone understands, <laughs> it's us because we fucking covered fish heads. And we still can't. People are still just like, <laughs> don't care about your fish heads. I just and you know what? If 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 all if all and 90... no hate the Barnes and Barnes. I love Barnes and Barnes. If any, if there's any band that like we are like a, a new generation of, it's Barnes and Barnes. Yeah, that's like that's that's the band. Like, and that. if if all ninety eight thousand five hundred whatever people in the group. <laughs> were actually listening to the show every week so that I knew Dr. D was getting that web traffic and, you know, the money from that web traffic, you know, because it's a paper streaming show. If all those people who are making those requests were all listening, and I knew that for sure, then I'd be fine. Let them have it. But I know they're not. They're just in the group because they remember Dr. Demento, and they're all clicking like on the old songs, and that's those songs making the top ten, and they don't listen to the show. So it doesn't matter to them. So, they just anyway. care about nostalgia. They don't care about the future of demented music and comedy yeah. music in general. So anyway, what I'm, I did—it's hard for me. I'm not a comedy guy. I'm more—I'm just more just really fucking crazy yeah. and strange and demented. No. Yeah. So no, I'm not—I'm not a comedian. I'm like Andy Kaufman. I, I don't know comedy. I don't know how to make a joke. I'm just fucked up. And um. So. So yeah, so the thing I did, because last year what I did was I, I would make posts uh, every, like the Monday before, like... like uh, I like your posts. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> generally speaking, from what I've been led to understand, Dr. D tends to record his episodes on Wednesdays, and then they get posted that following Saturday. So... Uh, the, so the best day to like alert people to like the song requests, especially if it's the episode that's going to be the top ten, is to do it like the Monday morning before the you know that Saturday episode, so that those you know posts are fresh and get you know get you know likes and get noticed and everything, and then you know uh, Doctor D goes through and sees you know what what gets what has been getting the requests that week that'll end up you know or what thing what posts have been getting the most likes that will end up becoming. The top 10. So last year, what I did was I just used that thing that Facebook has where if you type a short enough message, it has like, you know, the, the nice big letters on a color background. And it would be like, request for the top 10 Brandon by Worm Quartet. And that's what I would do every Monday. And, you know, that worked, 
you know, well enough to get Brandon into the Funny 25, which was, you know, great. So this year what I decided to do as, as a further experiment to see what I can do to make this work on the Facebook group that will hopefully grab attention and likes is I whipped up a couple of images, uh, one uh, for Bonnie Gordon's song, uh, Four Letters, the ADHD song. So I just made a, a, an awesome image with her. You know, yeah, uh, that was good. you know, that that was like, you know, you know, this post is a request for yeah. uh, by Bonnie Gordon, you know, for the Dr. Meadows top 10 for March 2023. Uh, and then I put at the bottom, if you want to, uh, it, it, you know, if you want to see this song make the top 10 as well, click like with an arrow pointing down to where the like buttons are. So I made one for Bonnie. And then even though it's, you know, a bit crass, possibly, I just it, again, this is an experiment. I made one for my song, The Letterman, saying, you know. Hey, if you would like to request this song, blah 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 blah, and then basically the same thing. So I thought your song in general was just like a good, like kind of like I don't know how to say it. Like you know, like the older generations would can like enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. It's a kind of like a low key way of like uh, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. It's like I, I kind of I mean as a Gen Xer, it's like I friggin' love yeah. Late Night with David Letterman and yeah. I'm sure I'm sure boomers watched it too. You know, it's like the, you know, I've tried it's not like I'm going out of my way to try to appeal to, you know, boomers or whatever, but I'm kind of surprised that Dr. Dean ever played my song The Twilight Zone because a lot of people have told me like that, that, song. that that song is a that and is I love a, the Twilight Zone. I love yeah. that song. It's one of my favorite songs from your album. Yeah. yeah. And Dr. D has never played it and I don't know why. Uh, it's like, oh. you know, it's, I don't, I've questioned myself millions of times, but well, not millions. That's, that's going like very far. A yeah. Couple times. So anyway, um, so yeah, so basically I, I posted those two images on Tuesday morning, um, which I should have done it Monday morning, but whatever, my You're life is images. weird. So I posted them both Tuesday morning and just kind of. Let's see what happens and see, you know, because it's not just a matter of posting it in the Dr. Demento group. I was also trying to cross post links to that post from other Facebook groups and pages and even on Twitter and on uh, Instagram to try to get people to click on the link to go to that post and also click like on it to see if I could amass as many likes on both of those images as possible to try to get, you know, one or both of those songs in the top 10 this month. And I also got to point out, this is the worst possible month for me to attempt to start this experiment because this month's top 10 is going to be all uh, Robert Hamer or Jerry Samuel songs. Yes. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it, because it's still like, it's been weak, like yeah. no offense to like people yeah. who are, but like, yeah. And I mean, I mean that that's, you know, that's kind of as it should be. Like, of course, people well, are yeah, going to be like... pouring on the request for those songs this month and ought to honor both of those people. So basically, my hope is like, well, if let me see if I can get, you know, either Botany's song or my song into, you know, like at number 10 and number 9, <laughs> you know, on the top 10 or something. <laughs> that's reasonable. Yeah. So, so I don't know. It's like I made myself, uh, I, I tried to basically make myself a promise, you know, years ago that I was going to, you know, for the most part, let it go and not be super concerned anymore about whether or not any songs I come up with end up making Dr. Demento's, you know, top 10s or funny 25s or whatever. Um, the last major hit I had on his show was the song Candy Bars back in 2017. 
And then, you know, I know uh, our Circus Man. Somewhat track, It's Hot as Balls Outside, you know, that made the Funny 25, but I just haven't had any, like, major success on the Dr. D show. And then, so, like, that kind of hand-in-hand hand with the fact that, you know, the Fump tracks aren't making it onto the Funny 25 anymore. It's just kind of like, you know, it's, it, I just feel like, you know, something needs, I, I want to try something to see if I can figure out some way to make it work that we can get at least a handful of Fump tracks or tracks that are new to that calendar year on Maybe the Funny 25 and on the top 10. Maybe you can get people to request a, a segment of new music on every show or something as, as opposed to trying to just get everybody to vote for one specific song. Maybe if the doctor sees that there's a outcrying to hear new comedy music, that he'll reserve a little space in the show for that. I mean, he does play new comedy tracks that come in, so it's not like he yeah. doesn't play them at all. It's just that... Like the, it's like one every... Like, well, I meant if there was a reoccurring segment that would give... Yeah more opportunity on a weekly basis to not be hogged up by songs from the past. I got yeah. a question for the great Lukeski. Mm-hmm. Didn't you write the motherfucking T-Rex song? Yes, I did. Um, That's something to be proud of. There's, there's, there's two versions of that song uh, right. because, and I've, and I've heard this from other people that have worked with um, the nostalgia critic is that like, uh, basically it'll be like, oh, you know, can you do this thing for me? And I'm like, yeah, let me, we, I'll work out kind of a rough draft for you. So I make a rough draft version of this thing, you know, this yeah. T-Rex song. And it's like, okay, cool. All right, now let's move on to the next step. And then he goes, oh, no, this is fine. And then he grabs it, yoink, and he, like, runs away. And then that rough draft version becomes the version that he uses uh, really? in his videos. So that's, you know, and he's done that with other uh, uh, yeah, I've heard other creators as well. So, oh, yeah. um, so what I ended up doing, you know, a year or two later was uh, making what I felt was like the complete finished version of the T Rex song, which I called the T Rex song director's cut. <laughs> and um, the <laughs> the funny thing was all of that like talking stuff that um that that um that nostalgia critic did like where the t-rex is like yeah so i'm walking down the street and then this thing happens and yeah yeah you yeah. like all that like i asked him like can i get like the clean audio files of that so i can mix it into my song and he didn't even have them anymore like he just you know he made the thing and he finished it and then he like threw out the files and he moved on with you know whatever was next for nostalgia critic videos and stuff so i basically had to sit down and like listen to the you know, the a rough draft version and then type out everything he said in the rough draft version so that he had a lyric thing so that he could re-record all that stuff for the director's cut so that I could make the version of the song that I wanted that had the extra chorus lyrics and stuff like yeah. that so that so that I'm in the song more than just saying, I'm the motherfucking T-Rex! You know, it's like... <laughs> That's all you needed to say, though. So, and, and, and the weird after effect of all that is like, you know, I... Um, on Bandcamp, the the T Rex song director's cut is my highest selling track on Bandcamp. <laughs> so, you know, it's like for all the times people try to tell me like, like, oh Luke, you're famous, you're a celebrity, like yeah, you've done stuff, you have a fan base. It's like my highest selling song on Bandcamp is a song that I happen to do with the Nostalgia Critic. So it's you know success by association, basically. You so, got songs selling on Bandcamp. I think that's a success alone. <laughs> yeah. Even musicians that are like, you know, considered successful still are like struggling nowadays. Like mu music is the worst profession to be in. If you want to make money. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Devo, tell them that that quote from um, what was it, Rob Paravonian about being a comedian and a musician at the same time. Um, well, no, uh, you're talking about the the doing the comedy songs quote. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Rob did a show, Rob Paravonian, and I'm actually performing with him on Saturday at his show in Queens. Um, he has this bit where he, you know, he get, he did a show and it went great. Lots of laughs and everything. And somebody came up to him and said, Hey man, I really love your show. That was great. It was very funny stuff. Um, do you have any real songs? (laughs) You have any real songs? Real song. Yeah. And he's like, no, just these imaginary ones that we can all hear and buy. <laughs> but you were saying, or maybe I'm having thinking of the wrong person, but it was like a comment about the fact, like it's like multiplying fractions. Oh, that's that's uh, Henry Phillips. Oh, um, okay, yeah. <laughs> just basically, yeah. Um, he says know, like, he's like, yeah, I have one foot in the comedy door and one foot in the music door, which means I'm not going anywhere. I'm just kind of humping the wall in between the two doors. <laughs> But it, but it's like multiplying fractions in that, you know, it's like, oh, here's people who like music, who's people who like comedy, and then, like, the people who like comedy music, it, like, if you multiply them, it's a smaller... Right, it's you a know, smaller it's like... number, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you yeah. fit into anything mm. like that at all. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and I just want to well, say, well, like, all those well, comments well, I made before about, like, Dr. D's show and the, and, the, and the top 10 and the funny 25, it's like, you know... I feel bad for having these thoughts because it's it's all very um um uh, uh I just I just spaced on the word um when you think people owe you stuff entitled uh, and that's it thank you I just spaced on that entitled it's a, it's a very entitled thing for me to be complaining about you know just like you know well, well, come on, Doctor D. How okay. come your show that you do that you've been doing for fifty-two <laughs> years isn't meeting my expectations? Huh? Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. it, you know, how, how come it isn't, you know, specifically designed to benefit me directly every week and every year? You know, it's a very entitled thing for me to be complaining about. But so, you know, so I, I want to acknowledge that that you know, it's so it's like I'm I I don't want to. <sighs> It's like, I don't want to be an asshole. I'm just sitting here trying to figure out, like, okay, how can I reconcile this? I'll come up with some images to post that will maybe get some, you know, garner some requests in a way that will fit this new paradigm and, you know, and and come up with a way that, you know, while the show is still on the air and still happening, you know, uh, some friends of mine and maybe occasionally me can still, you know, make these, uh, you know, the top 10 lists and the funny 25, you know, because you know so yeah it's it's like i feel bad for having these thoughts but i'm trying to channel the bad thoughts into like okay what's a practical way i can address the issue uh and and try to solve you know uh solve the thing in a way that will make me feel like okay here's something i can do that's you know within the new paradigm you know and that and that works hopefully so uh, well best of luck to you yeah i have a best friend not this guy. He's a motherfucker. But I have a best friend who's really down with the Jesus. And he always tries to remind me how lucky I am to have the small fan base that I do have. And how lucky I am to, like, every three months or so to be on this podcast. Because being on a podcast means a lot to me. 
in the sky. <laughs> Being watched by seven people right now, one of whom is me. So That's a lot more than some people are watched by. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do some tour dates. We still got two more songs to get through. So, oh my gosh! Um, I know. I, I've been excited for the songs, and I, I like. Longer we go on, I'm just like, where are the songs? <laughs> as much I'm enjoying this conversation. That's because Luke needs to complain like an entitled bitch for another 15 minutes. So you know, <laughs> and I'm narcissist, so I need to get my shit in, especially when it's the six 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 episode. Dead by twenty eight. All right. Tour dates on Sundays in Nashville, Tennessee. Steve Goody hosting at the Bluebird on Mondays online. Steve Goody and Brad Tassel at virtualcomedyshow.com. On the 24th in Riverview, Florida, Steve Goody. On the 24th online, Mikey Mason. On the 25th in Queens, New York, Devo Spice. That's me with Rob Paravonian, Tim Ellis, and Courtney McGinnis. On the 25th in Tallahassee, Florida, Steve Goody. On the 26th in Chicago, Illinois, Robbie Ellis with Gail Gallagher, Groovebox, Deanna Ortiz, and Mike Gospel. On the 26th online, Escape from the Secret Lab featuring the Consortium of Genius. On the 26th in Ludic, Louisiana, Steve Goody. On the 28th in Galveston, Texas, Steve Goody. On the 28th online, Carla Albrick. On the 31st in Dripping Springs, Texas, Steve Goody. The 31st through the 2nd in Parsippany, New Jersey, the Gothsicles. On the 1st in Columbus, Ohio, 2D6. On the 1st in Muncie, Indiana, Mikey Mason. And on the 3rd online, Carla Albrick. And birthdays. Coming up on the 27th, Bonnie Gordon. Happy birthday, Bonnie. Woo, Bonnie. She's awesome. All right. Second song this week is by the guy who's not here, Steve Goody, although we mentioned him because he's on tour. He's, that's probably what he's doing tonight. He's performing in somebody's house, I would guess. Um, so here is... I'm going to be on uh, one of his, uh, uh, his his online concert shows like coming up in May. So Oh, cool. Yay. <laughs> Here is Steve Goody with Waitress. Every night you deal with drunken jerks. It's your job to make them think that everything they say is hilarious and to keep them buying food and drinks. Laugh at their stupid, inappropriate jokes Bite your tongue and both your lips Cause the club pays you $2.13 an hour And you need these idiots' tips So laugh when you feel like screaming Smile while deep down inside You'd like to disembowel them Stuff their face in a toilet Then smack them with the towel You used half an hour ago To wipe up that other guy's puke And smile, smile, smile And I promise you one day you'll get To your 87th birthday and you'll pay off your student debt. 
As I mentioned, Steve Goody is doing a tour of house concerts at the moment. Uh, he should have all the tour dates listed on his website. Uh, some of them are probably private, but go to stevegoody.com and he might be coming to your neighborhood soon. <laughs> all right, let's do some feedback. Making the internet absolutely ridiculous. Dementia Radio. www.dementiaradio.org. Port 8027. Please hang up and try again. This is the part where there's feedback. 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 You know that segment of the show we do about now? Feedback. Feedback. (laughs) Feedback. Alverant. 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 Alverant wrote, Ian, want a carpool to Fumpfest? I'll pay for gas and tolls and snacks while you drive. And I forwarded that message to Ian to make sure he saw it, so I'll let them work it out. Um, although I have a feeling with the number of people coming to Fumpfest from Chicago, maybe it'd be worth like chartering a bus or something and making the return of the party bus. Yeah, the, the dementia fun bus, if you will. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Oh, there's a there's a kitty. Hi, Cubert. Cubert. He wants me to go to the store and get him some more licky treats. Ooh, licky treats. I want a licky treat. <laughs> All right, we have a third song this week, followed by an interview with Jace McLean. Here is "I Don't Know How to Use a Fork" fake live recording by Nuclear Bubble Wrap. All right. Thank you. 
I'm here with Jace McLean of Nuclear Bubble Wrap. How you doing, Jace? Good. How are you? Good. That's a total lie. The site's down. I'm been. I know. With that I all saw. Day. Oh my god! It's that's <laughs> such a like. People in the Needle Juice Discord are like actually like really sad about it. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, it'll get back up soon. Uh, we have a we have a temporary solution in in progress. Okay. Okay. So good. But the downside of that is I haven't actually heard your song yet because I was oh, going to no. listen to it today <laughs> and yeah. then yeah. So. So tell us about the song. Yeah, so th this song is actually a... Um, so this is a song that dates a, to a really long time ago, actually. In the description, I put that it's from our our very first Nuclear Bubble Wrap album from 2005 called Something Stupid This Way Comes. But the song actually dates back even further than that. Uh, this is a song I wrote when I was like 12 years old. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it started out as a... Um, it was actually a parody of a song from the Pokemon anime. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, a, like, uh, well, not even from the anime. It was on like the um, the the Pokemon to be a master soundtrack CD. Although I don't think I don't think it was ever actually used in the show. Um, but the ver like in that that parody version of it went through several iterations before um, I took the idea. And we used it on the very first Nuclear Bubble Wrap album, um, which is a horrible, horrible album. Um, we we didn't know what we were doing. Um, I think I might have it. Yeah, you might have a copy <laughs> somewhere. If you have it, like, I bet you could sell it for like, I, I don't know how much you could yeah, sell but it for. But it's, I... it's worth so much more as blackmail material. <laughs> yeah yeah i i've i've seen i think i've seen a copy of itself for at least 50 dollars before so nice um there's just so few of them out there but yeah yeah it's it, it was like it was our very first time making music uh, we literally recorded um chunks of the album when we were in high school um having like like sleepovers basically where mm -hmm. we would like work on the album like all night you know, from like, you know, 7 p.m. till like five in the morning kind of kind of stuff. Um, and this was one of those songs, I think, that came out of the very first like recording sessions for the album. We didn't even know how to use click tracks. Um, it was just a mess. Um, and so this version of the song that you hear is um, years later when we were making Exploding Head Syndrome and a lot of the music we were making was actually like competent um, and we knew how much better we were at making music by this point. Um, we we decided to we wanted to try to play a, a prank on Brendan where um, we recorded some some like fake acoustic live recordings of some of these old songs from these old nuclear bubble wrap albums that we had kind of disowned by that point. And 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 we we were going to try to convince him that we were playing a show where there were people actually like requesting these old songs. <laughs> and we just like decided to bust them out. Um, it was a total lie. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was a little prank we played on him. I think he actually bought it. Uh, and then like later we told him like, no, that these, these were actually fake. But, <laughs> but but yeah, this is just like we just randomly recorded um re-recorded this this song i don't know how to use a fork and you're getting just a a raw performance from this little prank we were playing nice 
you, you could have actually performed it live, like at MarsCon and recorded it there. And, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. That would have been cool. We we should have done that. Uh, we should have done that on the party bus. That would have been funny. Oh, yeah. That would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> Did we record anything on the party bus? I think those the, like, yeah, I, I I looked for them. I, I asked Luke for all the MarsCon recordings he had. He did not. He did not have any recordings from the party bus. I don't remember anybody recording anything on the party bus. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it got recorded, uh, which yeah. is unfortunate because it's a pretty historical moment. Yeah, that was that was a fun, fun weekend. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I performed on that bus, too. Yeah, so did was, Austin. It was so weird performing, you know, standing up, going 50 miles an hour that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I remember the the beer keg spilled. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I was not on that particular route, but I heard about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, OK. OK. There were two. Were, were there? Were there they, two they kept he, they kept cycling out with different bands at different times because there just I wasn't see, room I on the see. bus for everybody at the okay, same time. Yeah, so. I forgot that that's how it worked. Yeah. 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 I, I remember that on my route, it was it was me. Uh, as nuclear, like all three of us performed, and then uh, as nuclear bubble wrap, and then Austin uh, did a solo show, um, and he did a bunch of like Smashy Claw material that hadn't been released yet, so that mm -hmm. that that was kind of historical and cool, and uh, and then I think Rob Rob actually played. I forgot if anyone else did. I think it was just like maybe it was just us two and Rob, but yeah, I think on my route it was me and Worm Quartet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm trying right. to think if anybody else was on that route. I don't remember. Yeah, that was that was a long time ago. I don't I don't. Yeah, remember. I know. It was like over 10 years ago. Yes. <laughs> I can't remember what I had for breakfast. You expect to remember something to happen 10 years ago. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so this is not the parody version. This is no, this is no, the this original is not the parody version. version. Yeah, okay. yeah. This is like like Kyle had like a little like chord progression that he came up with. And we just kind of took I took the lyrics to that parody I had written and I just like shoved it into this chord progression. Um, OK, yeah, yeah. So this is not a parody, um, but but it is those same lyrics. And uh, this particular recording is, of course, I am now promoting this massive, um, this massive box set. Ooh, uh, there's a camera here. I should actually go get it. Yeah, here we go. So yeah, we have these. This is Heady Explosions, 12 years after Exploding Head Syndrome. You get this four CD box set with basically everything we recorded during this era of the band from like 2009 to 2012 basically every single thing we recorded is here nice um, yeah uh it's very 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 completionist very collector's edition kind of stuff um and and this is this is going to be the only way to get a bunch of this material for like the foreseeable future um so you have you so you get these four CDs um, this one is Exploding Head Syndrome. Um, of course, now it actually has all of the material from Abracadaver added to it. Ooh, nice. Um, so you get all of that material, um, and it has uh, this... Um, all of the CDs have, like, an essay that I wrote inside of it, and you get all of this stuff. You get pictures and... and uh, just this massive essay and credits and liner notes. Um, 
Disc two is all of the contents from You Are What You Eat, uh, which was the EP we did before Exploding Head Syndrome. And then you get a whole bunch of just like other random recordings we did around that time. A lot of like cover songs. You get like, there's a cover of Vampire Penguins. There's a cover of Carrot Juice's Murder. There's a bunch of like, uh, They Might Be Giants covers. Um, there's Fish Fucker, of course, is on here. Of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh it, it looks a lot nicer. It has this nice little like swamp green tray card to match the aesthetic. Then uh, you get the third disc. This is a whole bunch of demos and live recordings. This is actually a picture from the party bus. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. And you get a whole bunch of just like unreleased stuff here. You get a bunch of uh, there's there's some MarsCon recordings um, and just like demos and cool stuff. And uh, I think on the inside there's uh it's probably just more essay. I forget if there's if there's more. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some like live. There's some like pictures of us playing live in here. Uh, there's this picture that was taken at MarsCon, which I always thought was pretty cool. <laughs> I like that picture. And then disc four, the real crown jewel, is Graze the Skylines. Um, so Graze the Skylines is like this like insane project where uh, Kyle and I just like created alter ego versions of ourselves as like a lo-fi indie band. And we just kind of recorded just whatever came to mind. Um, there's no rhyme or reason to any of it. Uh, a lot of it's ridiculous. Um, a lot of it makes no sense. Um, it, it was just pure, uh, just record something, anything, whatever comes out, comes out. Don't even save the project file. You know, it's 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 as of the moment as it can possibly be. Uh, Kyle drew this lovely new piece of artwork for it. And then you get um, then you get some some fun little uh, little artwork. You get you get this little like fake bio of uh, who Grace the Skylines is and who me and Kyle's uh, alter egos are. Uh, you get these like these terrible drawings I made. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just, uh, this is, this is, uh, yeah, yeah, you get this fun, these fun pictures. Uh, yeah, this is just, uh, yeah, this, this really cool little box set. We're doing, we're going to do three nuclear bubble wrap box sets. Uh, uh, and, uh, the next one that's going to come is probably going to be the, the, the dreaded high school albums. So. <laughs> <laughs> All the crap you want buried, you're going to release it in a box set. That's yes, good yes. move. Yes. Because people want it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So where can people go to order this lovely new box set? You can go to needlejuicerecords.com or you can go to nuclearbubblewrap.bandcamp.com. And either one of those places, you will be able to get the box set. Uh, Bandcamp also has a, a complete download if all you want is that as well. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, sir. Best of luck with the uh, box set. Yeah, thank you. And we will catch you next time. Yeah. Thanks a whole bunch. Teasing. He's a teasing kind of guy. Now you have a job. Yeah. Teasing. Tomorrow's song is by Mike Holt. If you don't remember his name, he's the guy who did 23 and Me uh, sometime last year. And Tuesday's hey, song. To, go ahead. I need to address something important because. Uh, you guys like okay so the um 
the uh, the 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 party bus thing uh, from MarsCon 2011. Uh, there were indeed concerts on those bus, and they were indeed recorded. Um, the first, there were four trips that night. The first trip, the performers were me, Carrie, and Power Salad. The second trip was Gifted Gear, Emmy, and Beth Kinderman. The third trip was Odd Austin, Nuclear Bubble Wrap, and Steve Goody. And the fourth trip was Devo Spice, Rob Balder, and Worm Quartet. So um, when he asked me for like all those concert recordings, I totally forgot that they were there that the year that the party bus happened. So I didn't specifically do like searches for <laughs> the phrase, you know, party bus audio. I just searched for, you know, nuclear bubble wrap or NBW or whatever. So I need to see if they're actually, if I still have like all of the original sound files, cause I could potentially give them that concert as well as a thing they could send off to people or include in a future, whatever. But if uh, you go to, uh, MarsConComedy.com and click on the past fundraisers page. The 2012 fundraiser, which has live tracks from MarsCon 2011, has a whole big chunk of, uh, you know, performances and just wacky audio from when, um, you know, fr from the whole uh, uh, party bus set of concerts. So, so that is a thing, and I just wanted to uh, state all of that for the record. Um, cool. You may want to drop Jason email just to let him know. Yeah, I'll let him know. Also, just if if you're so if if that isn't enough of, of an incentive to get people to go purchase uh, specifically the year 2012 fundraiser for the contest of Marscon 2011, that is also the year Shut Up Ian happened, <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's one of the tracks on the album. <laughs> you know, from when that from that from when that meme was born. So, anyway, yeah. Go on, uh, Devo. And Tuesday song is by the New Orleans Steam Cog Orchestra. Woohoo! And this week's bananas. <laughs> we'll find out. And uh, this week's Spotify playlist topic is evil because six six six. I figured evil. You know, yeah, evil. Evil. Yeah. Really? Evil. Yeah. Yeah. Evil. You got a perfect song for that. It's called a thing called evil. Nice. It's not funny though. Oh, it's about evil dead. It's got some good. funny so stuff related. in it. I, don't know. I I think it's kind of humorous in a way. <laughs> All right. So, uh, nuclear bubble wrap is at nuclearbubblewrap.com and uh, needlejuicerecords.com. Steve Goody's at stevegoody.com. Dead by twenty eight. Plug yourself one more time. We are on Facebook and YouTube. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, and She's a Horror will be everywhere on the digital services on April 7th. Yeah. We got, like, all kind of, we're just constantly putting out stuff. You'll be sick of us even before you know it. <laughs> our next thing is, like, very evil and controversial. Ooh. And funny. Nice. And funny. As long as it's funny, that's people. all I care about. Kind of old school. All right. Let's get out of here. Thank you for listening to the Funny Music Bye. Podcast. I'm Devo Spice. I'm Luke Ski. And there's Dead by 28. Bye, Devo and Luke Ski. Bye. We're Dead by Thank you for listening to Bye. the Funny Music Podcast. You can listen live every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific at DementiaRadio.org and join us in the chat or subscribe to the podcast feed. Look us up on iTunes and be sure to leave us a review. Feedback for the show can be sent to info at thefump.com. 
the Funny Music Podcast is a production of Fidem Interactive, LLC, released under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, shout it to random people on the street, and be sure to visit thefump.com for the latest funny songs. Tune in next week, where you'll hear Luke Ski say, It's evil, I tell you, evil! I just want attention.